Hey, Mike, how's it going? Wonderful, Frank. Good to see you. Yeah, same here. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing swell. And we are back with another week of Perspective Shift. Yes, we are. Something new today? Um, Yeah, we're just going to sum up. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about all the people we've been covering for a while. Um, We're going to call it like zero point. So I like that. All the people that we um, cover and had on the show and stuff like that, and we'll bring them in as we feel fit. Um, they're all, we're all talking about the same thing. Um, there's different modalities, different ways of explaining it, but we're all talking about, it's kind of like the hub of a wheel. Um, all the spokes start from the hub and move out to the rim. So what, what we do on the show is we feature the spoke and, and their perspective on how they look at the hub. And so the, the whole idea is to not be looking, I guess we start from, the rim and try to make our way back to the hub but we're trying to get to a place where we're actually we are remember we are the hub moving out into the what we call the world the illusionary world and why it's illusionary is because we don't really know exactly how it fully works but it's real there's a real experience out there absolutely but when we start from that place and the places of love and peace or whatever you want to call it all of a sudden, whatever you give and shine onto the world will will be amazing. But when you start from out there trying to figure it out, you you dull the light. You turn away from the light, if you will. I think yeah. you nailed it and said it best when you said we're all talking about the same thing. Yeah, that was the biggest realization that I had when I started to you know um, learn and, and dive into these concepts. Was um, I remember. Uh, it was like a light bulb went off in me, you know. I remember, you know, reading these different Dr. Joe Dispenza stuff, you know, uh, uh, Muji, all the, all this different content, you know. Um, and I remember searching as if I was going to find this one teacher or this one modality or this just one next person who was who was going to give me the key, you know, get, give me the answer I was looking for. And it was through that searching that I realized, hmm. We are all talking about the same thing, all different modalities, all different ways of, you know, bringing ourselves back to source, back to what is honestly silence, you know, uh, this, this quiet being within us. And we, we all have different ways of accessing that, whether that's through, you know, uh, meditation, whether that's through breath work, whether that's through tarot whether that's through a, a bicycle set, you know, a bicycle um, deck of cards. We just had Robert Lee on last week. I yeah. mean, it, there's all these different ways to um, kind of gauge astrology, whatever. You know, we these different ways to gauge what's happening in our reality. And um, it's it's all just pointing us back home. Yeah, and even if you pay attention to the everyday stuff that one, because I don't like to use the word spiritual because every human being on the planet is spirit, their energy, um, whether or not everyone defines how this spirit is, but everyday stuff, even movies I watch, they're all pointing to the same thing. Even if they, you know, maybe the writer knew it, maybe they didn't. I'm not saying they did or didn't, but if you watch the movies, you could, you could um, look at it differently. You know, I remember that watching movies before, and people were like, oh, how was it? I'm like, oh, it was okay. And then someone, so oh, it was a great movie. And I'm like, why did you think it was great? And they started explaining it in a way I never even looked at it. I'm like, yeah. oh, it gives it a completely different understanding. So everything is always trying to lead us or bring us back to what we call home. 
And when you actually understand that, you actually start from home and then push out your ray of light, if you will, onto the projector of the world in which we call Earth and then see it turn, you know, turn around. But if you're trying to examine the ray of light that's already been shot, you know, shined, you know, shine out, you, you really, you're going to miss it because you're looking away from the source. And all it's doing is it's illuminating things that appear to be real and the experience is real, but they are an illusion. Why? Because every time, you know, every time um, a scientist comes up with new, uh, a bigger, stronger telescope, all of a sudden the universe expands. It's because that works. Well, it, it, that's the, the whole root of it. So the question is, where did the universe start from? And that's the theory of the Big Bang. It started from this, you know, this place of n- no space and no thing, and then just kind of the pressure was so much that it exploded into, you know, into, into what we call the universe. And we now know that not even that. I mean, this is something we come from, something that's never started, never ended. Yes. And again, some people might argue about that. I'm, I'm not a scientist to sit there and debate this or not. Um, but I just know that even like I could have a memory of my first memory. And I understood I, I wasn't around in the year of 1941. But I have this experience and it keeps going on. And either, even for me, things bleed in from other periods of time that I can't explain. It doesn't really happen too much to me. But... Um, even through my lifetime, how I look at it, it's like what was looking at my lifetime, it was this observer that was the I am, that was never left home, that was always connected. But we, sell, we seldom ever look at the I am as the importance. We always look at the I am happy, I am sick. Instead of the happy and the sick, it's the I am that's the fundamental aspect of that. Like, you know, I'm Frank. I'm like, well, I am. Frank is just what a concept I, my parents gave me that name as a concept. And there's a meaning behind it, but it's still a concept. But the I am is the first and foremost fundamental aspect of who we actually are as individuals. And collectively, because all we're doing is we're like, the sun will emit, you know, trillions of rays of light. And each ray has its own perspective onto the world, but it's the sun we're coming from. Mm-hmm. And we're all just individual rays expressing our world. Nobody's r- wrong in that sense. It's just we're trying to get to the to the crux of it to where we don't have to suffer anymore. And that's that's the base of the show. And well, what are we suffering too? That's something that we have to identify. What we're suffering is our thoughts. Yeah, and not, why not, why do we us. why do we well we not all of our thoughts are suffering. Mm-hmm. No, but that, you know, what the, where does the suffering come from? Where does this struggle come from? Yeah, and where, that struggle comes from identifying as the thought. Or thinking, or... Thinking the thoughts. But even that, because, like, I start looking at thoughts. Okay, are thoughts the enemy, or is having a thought... A thought that, can't be the enemy. A thought is like, um, like the blood in your body. Like, we have blood in our body. We have thoughts. The, the heart pumps the blood, mm-hmm. right? And we, we, we've got that. The mind, uh, you know, the brain, you know, it thinks the thoughts. The trick is to not, you know, fight the thoughts, but to see, oh, this is working exactly like it's supposed to, this instrument. Yeah, but 
it's when we actually refuse the thought because like everyone knows what they want or sense per, uh, perspective mm-hmm. but they'll take a thought and they'll mix it up and it'll go in the opposite direction which they want and that's create suffering so if i want to go west and i'm being pulled east that's suffering but there is nothing wrong with east it's not inherently bad it's just i want to go west so mixing a thought getting into the possibility of thinking uh, disallowing me from going west is the problem not east and thoughts are just these um packs of information that come in that we actually respond to or fight against because i don't want to go that way and it's just a misreading or a choice of that thought rather than choosing the next thought that would allow you to go in the direction in which you want to go so as we come to and, and it's still even convoluted the way i'm explaining it nothing's going to fully ever get to the basis of this truth but hey, I'm going to give it a shot every Monday, <laughs> you know, every time with my mouth. But but for real, like all you can do is give it a shot because we're trying to explain the unexplainable. We're yeah. trying to explain the silence. We're trying to explain the being, the I, the I am. Like that is such an important phrase to to truly sit with. Like I am, I, this existence, this awareness, and and then the am is the the direction, the flow. You know. What are you? You, uh, you are what you say you are, you yeah. know? And I feel like that's where... Well, yeah, you experience what you say you are. It's really not who you are, though. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the sun could tell itself it's the moon, but it will never be the moon. <laughs> but it's shining on the moon, so it sees the moon. So it's like, oh, it must be the moon. I'm like, no, you're the sun. Mm-hmm. But if it if it doesn't understand its infinite being, um, it could it's shining what... So, oh, I'm, I must be that. I must be that. I'm like, because it's, look, look what I see. I'm like, yeah. So how do we then get to this place of what I call zero point or the I am? Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these different people that we had and covered, everyone, like you said, from Dr. Joe Dispenza to Muji to Rupert Spira, um, they were all touching on it. Um, and some of them are closer. Like, I know... I was just at Rupert's. Um, that's something we you should share a little bit about. Yeah, it was that, just, that, that's very cool. Tell tell the audience how you just went to that. Yeah, I was just there for uh, a week, a couple of weeks ago, actually. Where and were you it, at? It was in it was in New York in uh, Garrison. It was at the Garrison Institute. I believe he goes there twice a year. He goes to a couple of different places, but he goes there. And uh, I went there because you know I'm originally from New York, so and I, I want to see it in the. In the I went to see the leaves changing, but it was still warm. So it was still pretty green. I was like, all right, no big deal. Maybe next year. <laughs> right. But nonetheless, actually, the leaves started changing when I was there. That's cool. But um, so he talks about this. And I like how, the way he explains this. He goes, there's a progressive route, which is kind of like what we call a mantra meditations or different type of meditation. You close your eyes and you say a mantra. So that's the progressive route that starts moving you back. But even that, like, I, I learned a certain mantra meditation, like um, uh, TM, Transcendental Meditation. Mm-hmm. And even when they, the, the guy who was explaining to me years ago, he said, you want to get to a point where you're saying your mantra, but then you let go of the mantra. And when you let go of the mantra, you find yourself at home. And then, he, then Rupert also talks about the direct path where you go in and you, you do uh, self-actualization or you you start to examine your thoughts. So you go inward. And that is another path. Like, why do I think this? And 
who the am I? Inquiry, the like yeah. kind of the Ramana Maharshi, you know, who am I? Yeah. So yeah, the self inquiry, and then there is the pathless path, where you just remain there. So for a lot of people, and you know, when he was saying that, I got it because because I've been doing the progressive path for so long, and then start doing self inquiry. All of a sudden, like okay, I used to meditate for, you know. A good clip of the day I can do, like you know, especially on my day off, I can go two, three hours. Mm-hmm. And you know, in that process of doing that, it felt good. But then, you know, as I got up, I drifted away from it. And then I found, I started examining. It. I'm like, do I need to meditate? Why? Why do I feel good on the couch meditating? But when I leave and go off to work, it starts to ding me. What, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And so, in self inquiry, there, it's like because I'm not allowing it in, and different things as I examine that. But then it's like when there are times where I fall into the pathless path, where no matter what's happening, I wake up in the morning, I feel really good, maintain this thing, and I just know who I am, and I feel it. And whether I'm doing the dishes, brushing my teeth, or driving the car, going to the gym, going to work, I remain there, Um, having a conversation with someone, even talking about politics, I remain there. Mm -hmm. And I realize it's a feeling. So meditation, as we know, means becoming familiar with. So how how long do we need to actually meditate in the way we look at meditation to know what a feeling of joy and love and I am feels like in order to just continuously walk the earth with it with your eyes wide open rather than shut down with a you know in a dark room with a you know nice peaceful music nothing wrong with that I still do that to some level but I also take it out into the world and when I notice when I stretch when I give my attention onto something outside of that, um, I could feel the pull and I just let go of that and it comes right back. I'm still acquiescing with the world. I'm still doing all these things. But the way I feel about it, it's almost like how an actor would feel about a role they're playing. Yeah, they have to get caught up in the role. But the second the director says cut, they go right back to where they are and and then they evaluate, wow, that was good. I, I like the energy I had. So it's more like that. And so that's kind of more direct path and the pathless path. I like that you bring that up because it's important for those listening to remember it's not, oh, I need to go get a new job. Oh, I must change all of my friends. Oh, I must change the partner I'm with. Oh, we we look at the outside world around us and we think, oh, I need to change these things outside of me in order to experience, you know, this this peace experience this self you know and it wherever you're at right now is exactly where you're supposed to be in whatever role doing whatever you're doing whatever job whatever relationship because the job the relationship the kids they all of that that is your mirror that is your best reflection that is going to show you exactly where you're at and it's not about changing um the world outside of you it's changing the world inside of you and then the outside world begins to shift and i know this is true because i have witnessed this on my own journey and it's um if you're unhappy in in the job or career path that you're on right now remind yourself it's not the job or the career path in fact the job and the career path that you're on in this moment is what's going to lead you to that next door that opens the one that you uh prefer if you will and so it's not 
a I just like to point out it's not a physical thing outside of you that you must cease or something that you must get rid of or change because I did that for so long. I was trying to change things outside of me saying, oh, as soon as I fix this, as soon as I change this, as soon as this happens, as soon as uh, my partner begins behaving this way, then I will be at peace. Yeah. That That is the constant chasing of the tail that we are all experiencing every single day of our lives. Yeah. I get the house, I get the job, I get the vacation, Up, then I'm going to be happy. Yeah, that would be equivalent to like you don't like the song on the radio, so you take that radio, throw it in the garbage, and go out and buy another one. <laughs> That's a perfect example. Yeah, I'm like, it, you just change the station, the frequency on it. And and so a lot of these people that came on um, throughout the couple of years we've been doing this, uh, talking about it, they're showing us different modalities on how to actually have control over our frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we get a better handle on that, you realize you actually are the dial, you are the frequency, it isn't outside of you. So even a, even a meditation is a permission slip. In the end, it's a permission slip. But you already are that. You are the radio, if you will. It's not outside of you. Or you are the song. Mm-hmm. You're where it generated from. And then the modality on how to play the song, if you will, is the expression of it. Yes, you need a radio. You need a speaker. But you are the song, so to speak. So the zero point is the place where everything happens. It's where the artist created. You know, it's where the everything that uh, is, was once imagined, came from. Instead of examining, examining the outside world, that will never tell you, show you where it came from. It will just lead you chasing your tail. Mm-hmm. And Einstein touched on that. You know, he said, imagination is far greater than knowledge. And, you know, the way I look at it is there wouldn't be any knowledge if there wasn't any imagination to bring in whatever it is we had seen into the world. Because, you know, before Einstein came up with E equals MC squared, you couldn't, scientists couldn't rip that apart. They couldn't examine it. But once he brought it into the world, it came to him. And then when he had a patent in 1905, all of a sudden everyone's examining it and looking at it. I'm like, my God. So, but until that moment it was brought into the world, there was nothing to examine. So now we have um, knowledge of E equals MC squared, but it was first imagined. So we want to go to the split. The zero, the zero um, point is the imaginative point. It's the I am. And then we're going to express out to the world. Well, the I am is love. It's peace you know, happy or whole. I, I assume happiness with peace, not necessarily joy. And what I mean by that is, yes, you're going to live in a world where you can be at the beach and be joyful, but, but be at peace. And you could be at a funeral and find that be somber peace. and be peace. So, uh, you know, you're not going to find yourself um, in high joyous state at a funeral unless you didn't like the person. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're some crazy asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, son of a bitch died. You know, like, but you probably wouldn't find yourself at the funeral if that was the case. But you get the point. So um, so it's like a sense of peace. And peace is the, the state in which you're expressing the love. So love would be the I am um, energy, if you will. That's, that's how I look at it. love. Love is the energy of the world, of the universe. It's how we express it. How we filter it. So... 
the sense of hatred is just uh, a really diminished filtration. It would be like sticking your hand over a light. There might be a little light come through, but um, there's nothing wrong with the light. It's your filter of your hand is disallowing the light to illuminate the room. But the light itself didn't change. So the hatred was just the filtration of my hand. So that's what broke up. And then we mistake. I'm like, that's hatred. I'm like, well, there's no opposite of love. There's different degrees and different filtrations that actually can block it to where, from the human standpoint, we need a certain amount to acquiesce in this planet or to survive, if you will. Just like there's a certain amount of oxygen I need. There's a certain amount of light I need to read a book. uh, A certain amount of water I need. But we can keep those things from us. And when we do, it, it, it doesn't play out right. But why are we keeping it from us? And that's kind of what me and Mike are trying to touch on today and pretty much every day before and every day after. How do we simplify this? How do we get to a point where we can have access to your soul time? Because we always do. You know, every, like I was telling Mike, it's kind of like the, I was pointing to a lamp in my living room. I'm like, that lamp is always plugged in. But it's not on because I have to pull the chain. I have, a, you know, the old-fashioned chain one. But um, what's stopping me from pulling that chain? You know, and that's kind of it. You're always plugged in. You actually are the energy. Just open it up. And, you know, a lot of people tell you when you open up your heart chakra, it, it's, you start to illuminate. And how do you open up? By letting go of unwanted beliefs. That is the quickest way. That I know of, and that's through self-inquiry. Like when I realize, why do I believe that I'm not worthy? <laughs> like where did that even come from? If I wasn't worthy, I wouldn't be on this planet. I can, if, but if I believe I'm worthy, I feel choked out of the feeling of love, and it hurts. It really does. So I ha- you can experience feeling unworthy, but it's still a concept, and it's not real. It's an illusion. And if it was real, you wouldn't feel bad. That's how I gauge what's real and what's not. Well, it, touching on feeling bad, uh, again, I, I like to stress the fact that our this this body, what we call our, our person, is, is more of an instrument. And so it, when you have a feeling of uh, suffering, despair, you know, angst, this is the instrument telling you, I don't want to feel this way. You don't need to feel this way. Go the other direction. You're heading east and you want to go west, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when you can look at the instrument for what it is, which is, oh, hmm, I'm going down the wrong path. This is not the direction I want to go. It begins to become much more easy or it becomes more, it becomes easier to let go. And when you say let go, when, when Frank mentioned the word let go, that was another thing that it took me a while to understand. Like, what is letting go? Letting go is relaxing. Letting go is accepting. Letting go is forgiving. Letting go is peace. It's it's <laughs> those yeah those are the results of letting go. You know. So like it's like how how do we learn to let go? And that's what I I confront people every day. It's like how do I do that? Well, there's a couple modality techniques. Because, listen, when you when you turn the TV on and your attention's on the TV, and you know, unless it's a really scary movie, unless you're into that thing, all of a sudden, the reason you like and get addicted to watch TV because you, you let go momentarily. 
But the problem is when the program's over, you're looking for another one and they get aggravated. You don't realize you allowed yourself to let go by watching the TV. But then you're giving the you actually giving the permission or you actually giving the um the reason to the TV, but it wasn't the TV. The TV was a mere distraction. That's why people seek things out. Like if I if I get the uh, really nice car, in the moment of getting the car and purchasing it, I no longer in a state of wanting, so I feel whole. And I remember that. I'm like, oh, man. So all of a sudden, when it goes away, it's like, let me go buy a new car because mm-hmm. it will come back. But it was in, in the state of getting that acquisition done and not wanting anymore is why I felt whole. So then we, again, it's like that story I tell, like I banged my head on the wall six times and upon the sixth time I passed out and when I came to I realized everything I wanted was right here and then I'm like oh it was banging my head on the wall six times and I'm like that's not it mm-hmm. it was the fact that you passed out and let go and allowed and surrendered if you will and when we start to understand that it doesn't mean you don't watch a TV show it doesn't mean you don't get the car but you don't attach the feelings. So now when I start from the zero point and I get the car, the car will oh, be an expression of my joy. And then I treat the car well. It's, you know, now the car, it is a car, but the it is, is equivalent to the I am of myself. So the I am is really the fundamental understanding who I am. And then I am frank and not to sound weird, I say that, but I am is my main focus. So then when I look out into the world, it is a car, it is a bird, but a car is a concept, a bird is a concept, and f- it's it's purposely put there, because it would be a weird world, especially the way we're living right now, I guess if we get telepathy, we won't have to name things, but nonetheless, we do it now, so I'm, I wouldn't just say it is about anything, but when I put my attention on it is, it's just an object, but it's an object or expression of how you feel, now are you using that to boost yourself, or using that to express yourself. There is a fundamental difference in that, and you'll feel it. And that's what we're kind of understanding. We're not here to talk you out of getting the nice car, the nice house, nothing like that. But you'll, when you actually come from that place to the I am, to it is, all of a sudden, it's a completely different relationship with the outside world. It's fun. It actually comes to you rather than you going to it, because it'll always evade you like a magnet. If I take a magnet and it's moving it towards, it's actually pushing things away. But if I just sit here, things get drawn to me. And as I go closer to the I am, I feel better. We know what that feels like. It's when people meditate. All of a sudden, from a physics standpoint, my torus field grows. And that's electromagnetic field around my body. And if it's bigger, what's going to happen? Things will start coming to me. As we learn to trust that things come to you rather than you're chasing it, but we think we're chasing stuff. I worked 40 hours, therefore I got paid on Friday. I'm like, um, that's one way of telling the story. But how did you get paid this much and someone got paid that much? It's all belief structure. And I see, and that's, it's, so it can be very difficult for someone to say, so I don't need to work and I'll get the money. I'm like, well, you have to honor your beliefs. You have to break them down. So I don't suggest you quit your job. But we also know we live in a world where it is possible to work a lot less than that and make a lot more. We see it being done and saying, well, that person's lucky. Okay, that's an excuse not to do it. It's, a, it's an excuse not to pull the chain on, 
on the uh, lamp so I don't see the light. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. I'm not saying it's not. But really, start examining why is that, you know? And then also examine why do I need that too? It's like, okay, you don't really need it, but we want to express it because that's what we are. We're, we're alchemists with energy and light, and we want to express it out to the world in the way we see it. And there isn't a finite amount of resources, an infinite amount of resources, but we can play the game of finite, and that's why there's truth in that to some people experientially. Just like the truth today, it's Monday, um, October... 23rd. Yeah, 23rd. (laughs) But the time people listen to this, it won't no longer be October 23rd. It'll be a different day, you know, because we don't do this live. So there's truth and or it's half truth. So don't try not don't I don't try don't get caught up in what you call this is true because when you do you buy into this stuff and then you feel like life is hopeless. No, you're the creator of your life. I like that you say buy in because that's that's what everything every experience that we're having is. It's it's a belief. You know, I believe today is going to be, you know, a struggle. I believe today is going to be difficult. I believe today is going to be whatever. Uh, and then we um, say, I knew it. You know, today was going to be a shitty day. Yeah. You know, and we're surprised when we experience that. And we could as easily flip the script and find, you know, um, what made that day beautiful. What, you know, uh, what allowed me, you know, space or what allowed me, you know, the freedom that I was looking for. I just, I now, when I, I guess when I use my mental energy, I I am very conscious of what direction I'm pointing that in. And I'm very conscious of uh, the experience that I'm, I'm trying to, to, um, to have rather than allowing what, these external factors outside of me are telling me um, how I should feel because what, what happens or what has happened since birth is we have been raised. We we get in front of a classroom. We have this, you know, teacher or, you know, parent or somebody telling us what this is and what this, you know, what, why it's good or why it's bad. Right. And so we have this conditioning from a very early age where the outside world tells us what's good or what's bad. And there's not a lot of experiencing and um, knowing and uh, confirming for ourselves what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy, what something is. We're, we're told what something is, and we must confirm that or get you know validation outside of us. This is why people need... Um, the the government to tell us that extraterrestrials are real <laughs> they yeah. don't know you know that when you sit there you can have this feeling of knowing you know simply by experience but we need this validation outside of us we need to be told you know this is you are a doctor you are this etc and so I, I always think back to the day when you you know you have these different like philosophers you know Aristotle Socrates all these different people you know they were um, artists, they were scientists, they were philosophers, they were this. And it's simply because they knew that and they stepped into that and they experienced that. No, Nobody was outside of them handing them a degree of philosophy, a degree of science, a degree in music, etc. and telling them, you are now 
acceptable. You are now You're ordained as this person because I put you through the lit- litany of um, what o- you have to do. Yeah, and over evolution, <laughs> yeah. we've, we've now been taught that like we need the outside world to validate us yeah and and that is not a good place <laughs> well I, and to I, come from yeah and it's and, and it's how old it's how we look at it and i always look at it from a very joking standpoint like we were dropped off in the middle of a maze mm-hmm. and as we wake, make our way through the maze you realize i'm the one actually creating the walls in the maze and that is you know some people are like oh i'm really good at making through the maze it's like equivalent to say i'm a really hard worker I'm like, do you want to be? And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? Do you want to really be a hard worker? Do you want to work 70 hours a week? And they're like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, they never really examined it. But we realize who put these walls up and we have. And so I, I look at this as, as part of it's like a game in a sense. So the game was placed here for me to overcome that. But if the walls were knocked down and wasn't here and in the world we came to, what would be the obstacle to overcome? Or what would, what would we learn? That's another way of looking at it. So it's kind of fun getting dropped off. You know, I always use this analogy, but why would a person join the Navy SEALs? Hmm. Like, seriously, why? <laughs> right? Seriously. It's crazy. It's because they want to see how powerful they are in in such a small, finite setting. And what I mean finite, there's so much pressure on them. You know, they have to do this. They have, you know, there's all the... The things they have to go through, uh, buds and and you know, the boot camp and stuff. It's just really difficult. Why would someone put themselves to that? They want to see. They want to take that narrow mo- margin and go a break beyond it. Mm-hmm. So why would you put yourself in this world? So it's not about because some people blame the world and the victims, and they want a certain type of government to take care of them. Like, that's not really why you came here. And that's not really what they want. No, it's not. They just think it would be easier if somebody Correct. did it for them, and it wouldn't. Like, I would never want anyone to make love to my wife. Yep. And, you know, I wouldn't want anyone, I should have used uh, anyone, I wouldn't want anyone to eat my pizza for me. Mm-hmm. I want to do that myself. And therefore, if I want no one to eat my pizza, I don't want anyone to do anything for me. I want people to collaborate with me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Except for making love to my wife, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, but but seriously, like that, that that I get what you're saying there, you know. Yeah. Which is uh, there's there's certain things that we classify and we say like, okay, you know, these are things that I want, and then you know, these are certain things I want, you know, provided, and and we we try to change them or we try to separate them as if they're different, and then and it's like no, no, no. Yeah, ask yourself why do you want that, and it's and I'm not here to say don't have it, but um, you know. Whether you meet an individual on the street or you get a new Ferrari, there should be a, uh, this. The feelings should be in the same ballpark. They're going to vary. Yes, they will because the definitions we give to these things, but they should be just as exciting. Because I've been in in deep conversation with people and just feel like the hair is standing on the back of my neck. And I've also, um, you know, came into a large sum of money and the same thing. But I'm like which one was better? I'm like, well, the world would say the money was better. But I'm like, no, it was the same feeling. But then when I realized it was me allowing myself to let go, and when you get involved in a conversation with someone, you let go of any, um, especially when you trust the person, you let go of all the barriers and you just start talking freely, you know, and, you know, and I like to talk freely. Because it allows me to explore different things. I don't like. I know very little. So when I, you know, when I'm here with Mike talking about this stuff, I'm talking freely. And 
you know, maybe I even haven't conjured that thought up. Maybe I haven't even think about what I'm talking about right now, but I'm going to play it out. I'm not going to like, oh, I don't know enough about that to talk about it. I'm like, well, I'll never know enough to then I'll have to stay quiet. I'll be like a monk. And what is enough? And again, that that comes from our idea of our conditioning from schooling. Yes. You know, that we need to have enough um, uh, regurgible, what's the best way to say this? We need to have enough facts stored that we can regurgitate in order for us to um, claim we have a knowing about something. Yeah. You know, that that is very much a, a something we were taught about school yeah. and, and like growing up and what it is, which is, hey, you're you're only as good as, a, as many facts about a certain topic or something that you can remember. And what technology is showing us nowadays, like, <laughs> don't. I don't need to know the answer to anything. It's in my pocket. Why the hell would I want to cram my brain with all, all of this useless information that I can look up on a phone or but look it, yeah, up but, on a device. But even the information on your device is still history. Yeah. Because it, it was put it, Which there. is a story. So the zero point is getting back to the place where everything is created from, not um, reproducing. All right? I'm, I'm not saying there's not a place in the world there is, obviously, for re- reproducing. But we get back to being the artist to who we came here to be, not to, reiter- to reiterate. So that's why... It's so why we look up to artists. We look up to people who do, you know, and artists of everyone, you know. People are very creative. You can be creative as a, an accountant. Or you can be creative, obviously, musicians and, and, you know, painters and sculptors and actors and actresses and all these people. We deem that to be creative, but we're all creative in our own way. So when you see someone doing something creative with their taxes, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to try that myself. <laughs> Quite yeah. creative. Yeah. Um, business people, very creative in how they... Uh, produce stuff and you know so everyone is a creative individual um we tend to label this is creative and that's not creative but well actually we're all creative now we're we're either creating our hell or creating our joy whatever it is you're creating well and creativity is also something that um the at least in western culture like uh, where we were raised that's something that's been looked at as not necessary and it's been looked at as, you know, oh, sure, you know, you can do that. That's fun. That That's a passion. Yeah. That's a hobby. Yeah, but but we, is, we can't take that seriously. Yeah, I don't know if we don't deem it as necessary because the most paid, highly paid people in the Western are creative people. No, I absolutely. Like I see athletes, what you're saying. I'm, I'm actors. more referring to like the, the, the day-to-day you know yeah emphasis we put on something like what are the where is our money being pulled from in our school systems we see it being pulled from the music programs we see it being pulled from the art programs etc as if math or science is more important than in art well you can't teach art i think you know I, i'm stepping on a limb here well you know um yeah putting in there will give kid an interest but um it, it's something like you could learn math but you can't learn art. Mm-hmm. You can't. You either are. You could be guided. You know, I, could, I could show someone how to hold a brush. I could show someone how to hold a pick and a guitar. But I that's, show them a, that's the e-cord. point of the instrument, though, Yeah, is that it allows us to utilize it. See, where, through my research and through my journey and what I've experienced is, like, I, I realized that um, I, I don't know. So, like, the, the this relationship I have between the the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain I was never taught, and in fact 
the the left side of the brain is the things that we consider important you know um that's what we uh, uh, achievement accomplishment yeah. productivity etc and so we're our we're all walking around very tired and exhausted and it's because we're only utilizing half of this instrument and we're we're putting all this pressure on this half we're not we're there's no hemi sync there's no sync between the the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere etc which allows us to use our whole brain we've only we only put value and importance on again productivity accomplishment um these very left brain type of things where we don't prioritize going for a walk being barefoot uh painting a painting coloring with no thought watching a movie taking a nap you you talk about taking a nap in western culture and that's ridiculous you're lazy you're this you're that and it's no 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 this whole half of our body or this whole half of our half of us is not being integrated and this is why we're beating our heads against the wall yeah but the the new so one is yeah. exhausted yeah the new understanding there there isn't a right and a left you know you could as a scientist you can look at it that way it's it's like a heads and a tail of a quarter it's 25 cents people yeah like it's called your brain there is you know, so when you start to divide it up that comes into duality we're talking about non-duality so we these are concepts of you know because how is not taking a nap going to make you not re- so we think working hard is what makes me money and taking a nap is a waste of time yep. it's not you have to come to an understanding that everything is actually completely integrated um rather than so even trying to work on my right side of my brain is still it's almost like um the repressed are now in charge and they're repressing the other people that repress them. I'm like, that's not going to win either. That's, it's not the way we live in this world. We're all one. And when I say we're all one, the brain is a brain. You know, and actually they look at it, even if you're thinking about numbers, your right side of your brain's still firing up. So that, you know, we, we, we try to create these weird concepts that creative people use their right side of the brain and, and engineers use the left side of the brain. I'm like, oh, all right. But they both have to use both sides of the brain. The brain is a brain. Mm-hmm. You know, I could focus on the front rear tires of my car, but the the rear, I mean, you know, the, the front or the rear, but they're all working together. They, they're all working together. Now, when we get into this messed up place of doubting and thinking, you can see misfiring within the neurology of the brain, and scientists show us that. Again, they don't know everything. It's very incomplete. But going back to what you said earlier, we came into this world, when we were young, we knew it. We were one. It wasn't until we got to school that um, instead of necessarily doing self-inquiry, they told us this is why. Where self-inquiry is like asking yourself, why is this? Is a difference. You know, why, why when I was, you know, this age playing in the playground, my you know, and I show up in this kids, why did I like to swing? Why did I meet this person? All of a sudden, it just happened. You weren't chasing it. But somebody will tell the kid, oh, this is why you liked it. This is why you made this friend. So now you're trying to, okay, you made this friend. Why? Because you were nice. What's nice? Well, this is nice. Saying hi to everyone. Being polite. Let me get the door for you. Those are just actions. And there's a lot of people out there that are polite, but they're not even presently aware. So they say the right things that we want. You know, that's how we got hoodwinked into this whole thing. Like, you listen to the media, the news, and years ago when you had 
with very little screaming on the news, but because the person was very articulate and they spoke with conviction, it must be true. But, That's but, still here today. But every newscaster was actually trained on how to how to speak. Mm-hmm. That's why they all don't have access. See, what you're talking about, I knew from a very early age, uh, unconsciously or however you want to phrase it, but growing up, I remember looking at and watching, I was like, wow, so if somebody just says something with conviction or with passion or says something with a level of authority, people believe it, whether or not that's true. And, yeah. and you can see this all over the place. You can see it in your family. Dynamic. Shit, I remember growing up, we didn't have Google. And uh, my, my dad was wrong about half the shit he claimed as fact. Yeah. Oh, this is the way the world is. And throw out a number. And just yeah. because it was said with conviction, you know, to my sister and brother and I, you know, we believed it. But I remember being like, no, that's bullshit. That's wrong, you know? But it was said from a position of authority. It was claimed and, you know, it was said with conviction, et cetera. And so everyone follows. And that's the same reason, you know, the history books say that have the stories they have in there, you know? what Everything is simply a story that's being handed to us. And it's up to us whether or not, oh, you know, I believe this, I buy into this, or no, you know, that's not for me. I look at this a different way. And um, it, it's, it's I, re- I remember very vividly growing up being like, dude, everyone is just full of shit. Well, like everybody is just, you know, acting. And, and so I was like, okay, so this is how this world wor- works. I just need to act. And, and this is why I was, you know, very, uh, it was easy for me to dive into this uh, third dimensional reality. I, I realized from a very early age, okay. If you act a certain way, if you hold yourself in a certain way, that's how people receive it. And that's the truth. Yeah, and it's I wouldn't necessarily say people are full of shit. It's just it that's not information isn't prevalent to me. Mm-hmm. So say we were all filmmakers, all right? And you 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 look at another filmmaker's film and you're like, wow, that's just great, and you try to mimic it. I'm like, it's gonna turn out like shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would look at another filmmaker to know it's possible to do that. There might be certain techniques and qualities that I'll utilize, but I got to tell a completely different story. And it doesn't mean this story's full of shit because it's different to mine. So we are, there's, if there's 8 billion people on the planet, there should be 8, diff- 8 billion different ways to express love and joy in a collaborative aspect. But if you think my way's better, you're fighting over it. But like, why would I get in that conversation with somebody? Because at some level, they are right. They, you know, if someone believes that this is better for you and they're going to, you know, because of placebo effect, it's going to work out for them. But I, but now me arguing, that doesn't work all the time. I'm like, well, now I'm wasting my time. I'm getting pulled from making my movie and picking their movie apart. I'm like, well, why am I picking their movie apart? I could do it better. I'm like, better than what? You know? And so we get so distracted by everyone else rather than living our life. We weren't meant to be distracted by somebody else. But in the field of distraction is where the greatest things come from. So, you know, it's easy to walk down the sidewalk, but try walking up across a a wire across the Grand Canyon with 90-mile-an-hour winds. That's shit that gets people's attention. That's very... And so you can't afford to be distracted. And I, we live in a day and age right now where when I look at most people, um, you can't afford to be distracted anymore. It hurts too much. That's why. So you're trying to get rid of the wind. You're trying to get rid of the Grand the Canyon. 
I'm like, then what are you doing? Now you're just walking on a sidewalk and everyone's doing that. And Don't try to get rid of the wind. Don't get distracted by it. Embrace the wind. You know, the guy and I bring this up because some guy actually did that. And he just, he knew how to lean his body weight into the wind mm-hmm. so he wouldn't tumble over. And he made it across the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. He utilized what was there as an asset, not something that was trying to destroy him. But everyone's like, oh my God, it's raining out, it's windy out, you're not going to lose. So everything becomes an aspect of trying to destroy them. That's just a concept. The the outside world is always and forever trying to support you. So the 90 mile an hour wind was supporting him if he leaned into it properly. The, The small cable was supporting him if he stayed on it with balance and steadfast focus. Everything supports you. But if you think the world turns on you, it's going to feel like it doesn't. And that's the zero point. Know this. Everything is always forever supporting you. But if you don't see it that way, you get distracted and you fall off the the cable and you're like, see, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it didn't work because you didn't use you didn't use it in its right support. You didn't you misunderstood it, I should say. And we start to misunderstand life. We go out there and examine. It's like it's like searching a neighborhood for the bus rather than going to the bus stop. <laughs> go to the bus stop. That's where the bus is. It will come to you. But if you examine, you may see the bus drive by and it never stops. Why is that? I'm like, I know there's a bus out there and I'm going to keep, and I'm gonna, this week I'm going to go this week. I'm like, why don't you just go to the bus stop where it actually is? And then we get really good. You show up at the bus stop right at the right time when the bus gets on and gets there. And then you simply get on the bus. So there is action to always be taken. But we're always trying to action ourselves to life. And that's chasing the bus around the neighborhood. I'm like, You're not, they're not going to stop for you. Doesn't mm-hmm. how it works. But the universe is always forever supporting you if you actually allow it. And not, I, th- I think that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, because we, yeah, we don't allow. And the word accept, okay, I, I guess it can be used in certain facets. That's okay. But I, I like the word allow because accepting, people can misstrew that. Like, I would not accept um, being abused. Now, by allowing it allows me to get out of it, you know, because you trying to stop it can make it worse all right so like a, a matador allows the bull to move on by but doesn't accept getting hit by it mm-hmm. but if i try to stop the, the bull the matador is good gonna luck. have a good day at it so allowing the matter the bull to go by is the matador um you know trick of of the trade if you will i, I don't know why anyone would want to do that but <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> when we watch it, right? That that right there, that is the answer that that we're looking for, which is you know allowing things to to be. This is a benevolent universe. It's a benevolent world. But if you don't see it that way, um, it's just kind of like going to an extreme extreme understanding. Schizophrenia. Anyone that's ever met someone that was had schizophrenia, they're paranoid, delusional, and you're like, what do they? What they're like? People are after them, they're running. Well, you can see the delusion. Well, can you see it in yourself? Once you see the delusion, so everyone that thinks the world's against them has a form of schizophrenia and paranoid delusion, right? Now, again, you have a belief that's out there, yes, protect yourself. I'm not saying, you know, you know, if a car is coming down the street, it's not an illusion. That physics will kill you. But letting it go by. But then you ask yourself, why was I in the street with the car? Why did I put myself in this position? 
you know, and as we get better at this, you know, people don't walk around fear and get hit by a car unless they're, you know, their day-to-day activities running across the freeway, mm-hmm. you know? So the, the universe will support you. You just have to know the mechanics of it. You have to understand it. And it, like, you know, the type ropist that un- understood the mechanics of 90 mile an hour winds knew how much to lean into the wind. So there was an understanding of the physics of the world. You know, he, he didn't just, he probably started out on, on a curb and then a fence and then moved to some, like a trample, I mean, a um, balance beam. And then finally mastered to where he can get to a place where he's on a, just a thin cable going across the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. He didn't start there. But he kept building up on. But he knew, just like on the curb, when he's balancing on the curb, it's the same support. It's just going to be a different type of dance. More fo- You have to be a lot more focused. But we, as human beings, one of the, the major productions or ma- major things we look towards is major focus. And that's what meditation comes down to. How can I just focus on my ray of light right now, even though there's billions of rays of light around me and then when you focus on mine the other rays of light support mine they don't fight against it but if you if i'm looking at this ray and that ray mine starts to flutter and then i think they're trying to take me out it's like no or the ray is better well by looking over there mine's gone so it is better in a weird way if you want to look at it that way because i'm not putting I'm, like if i'm not if i'm watching and ripping somebody else's movie apart i'm not making a movie so one could say their movie's better because they have one <laughs> so i'm not giving attention to my movie so therefore it will suffer so there is something about that and that's again like mike mentioned earlier the universe is always giving us um signs to stay on track like through the body if something's you know feeling uncomfortable in the body it's to be addressed just like in today in your cars now if you're driving and you're veering over in this car next to you it starts beeping well that's like oh i hate that beeping noise like no i like that beeping noise just let me know i got slightly distracted and now my whole right side of my car is not damaged because of that beeping noise mm-hmm. but now that beeping noise it'll probably be a long time before i get distracted again so you know the less i hear the beeping noise the better so it is about learning to not hear the beeping noise, like to get frustrated, if you will, or angry or whatever. Those are all signs that you're moving in the wrong direction. But they're, they're useful if I understand Once what they're working for. That, that little flip of perception happens because that's yeah. what it took for me was, you know, I needed to realize, oh, the, this, the, this pain or this suffering or this upset or this angst or this anger, these are all, like Frank just mentioned, pointing me in the direction you know, at the time, it's not the direction I want to go. But I was saying, why isn't this working? Why is this not happening? I wasn't saying, oh, this is not the way I'm supposed to feel. Oh, this is not the direction, you know, um, my higher self wants to go. And so with that little change of perception, with that little change of the way we, we process these feelings that the instrument is having, we no longer say, oh, I'm having a bad day. Or I'm having, you know, a hard week or this isn't for me. It's no, it's it's none of those. It's all right, it time to take a different approach, you know, be like water, you know, the path of the least resistance. That 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 is how we experience life. Um when we're feeling good, when we're on track, um 
when we have these, you know, moments of peace or joy, et cetera, that's the instrument saying, keep going, you know, uh, yeah. keep going. This, this is the direction you're looking to travel. Yeah. And it's, it's, and then how do we, like, in other words, um, the guy that walked across the Grand Canyon on the tightrope, it was challenging, but the challenging was having to focus at a deeper level than he's ever focused before. And there's a lot going on. So you have to get really narrowed in and that's the place of flow. So like an athlete will get on a field. It's like they get into the flow at some real dire spot in, in the game. And so why can't we maintain that? It's interesting. We do break from it. You know, even the guy, once he got to, to the other side and stepped onto solid, what we consider solid ground, he broke from that right away. You know, um, maybe there will be a point in history where humans will be cont- continuously in the flow. But right now, it's like, I, I can't maintain it. I'm like, oh, that's okay. But how do you get back into it? Where years ago, for me personally, I would accidentally get into flow. And then most of the time, I was out of flow. But now it's like I accidentally fall out of flow and then I find and seek a journey back to it, all right? It doesn't always happen instantly, but I can get there pretty quickly. But I still fall out of it. I have no idea how many times a day. I'm sure Karen could tell you, <laughs> you know? But, um, but now when I fall out of it, it, it comes and I find it to be funny, but then I realize what is laughter? Laughter is the quickest way back to flow. So I then, instead of getting upset at myself like I used to years ago, like I should be beyond this point, like I have this freaking weird thought, I should know better. Mm. Like I was no longer blaming the outside world, I was blaming me for getting upset for what happened, which is, you're probably better off blaming the outside world, trust (laughs) me on that one. (laughs) But now when I realize I got got, um, uh, distracted, I then, I see the humor in it, and that humor just levels me out, so... So any time you see me laugh, it means I got distracted. So I laugh a lot. <laughs> so, I, so I get distracted a lot, but I'm not worried about distraction. It becomes my friend now. But I know I'm, I'm getting back to that place, and that's the beauty of it. Will I ever be there 100% of the time? I don't know. That's not my goal. My goal is to be as present as I, I can in each moment. Sometimes distraction really brings me being present. And that's how I tell the story. That's my perception. It doesn't have to be everyone's truth. But it just makes life so much more enjoyable. Um, you know, I have a lot of funny stories because of my distractions, you know. Because mm-hmm. anything I would ever did good, I would never tell a story. It sounds weird. I don't want to hear that story. Oh, let me tell you about this great thing I did. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened yesterday. <laughs> it's like, In fact, the yeah, more twists, the yeah. more messed up. Like I open my mouth and I see Karen's eyes open. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Jesus, why did I stop? And then I'm like, why Why did this upset you? And she goes, that's the fact that you don't know. And I'm like, I have no idea. So now I have to like search around for like, why did this possibly upset her? I'm like, is she messing with me? Like, <laughs> she you know, so like, then I'm like, oh shit, now I'm starting to get paranoid. <laughs> then I'm, I just, you know what, honey? You know, I wasn't thinking. I was uh, so in tune with just what I had to go through. And, and she goes, that's so much better. And after that, I still didn't know what I did wrong. But I was <laughs> But you're at least on. I was able to like yeah, just get over the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I still don't know what I did, but uh. I still think uh, relationships, our kids, or our spouses, oh. uh, all this are the best mirror. 
you know they, yeah. they really are the, it's the best reflection it's the best guru it, it, it really is yeah, if we die in, like go to this place called heaven and there is a god that has all the information that's the first question like what was that all about <laughs> <laughs> i have like a sheet of questions but nonetheless um it it, it creates humor in my life um and and joy it, it really does you know and we get to know i i get to know myself every time i get distracted that's the uh, yeah, point. Yeah, I'm like, wow, now I have something to self-inquire about. So, you know, for me, the goal isn't to get to this perfect place. I don't even know what that is. But I fall into these beautiful states, and I notice my response and reaction to the outside world is so, so much more in flow than it was years ago. And the truth is, I don't know why. It's like, oh, because I took the time to meditate. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I guarantee somebody could wake up like, you know, um, wake up tomorrow and just get this stuff without having to do any type of um, progressive path, mm-hmm. you know? But for me, I I seem to have to do a progressive path, but I don't know where along the line and the path where these things happened. Again, was I just banging my head on the wall and I finally one day just passed out? And when I passed out, everything came to me and I said, well, it was the 20 years of meditating. I'm like, no, it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, because if it is, then if I'm teaching to someone that's 40 years old, like, fuck, I'm not going to get to till 60. I'm like, no, you get it right now. You don't need to do that stuff. I just, that was my journey at the time of doing 25 or 30 years of meditations. Mm-hmm. And not not to knock meditation, but there were quicker routes to this place. You know, simpler routes. You know, just like, hey, you know, years ago when the pioneers of this country were going from the the colonies and moving out and expanding this um, country of ours, they were using chuck wagons, you know. Now we got cars, we got airplanes, we got motorcycles, you know, obviously trains been around for a while. So you see what I'm saying? Like, but can you imagine someone like first started before they were driving a car? Like, okay, first you have to learn how to drive a horse and buggy. <laughs> we need to start at <laughs> step one. You got to start, start at step one and go back and then you have to drive a steam train. What? What? <laughs> like, imagine. That would be freaking wacky. You don't have to do that. You know, I didn't have to teach my kid how to use a rotary phone. He just had a cell phone. But we do this to certain extents with a lot of things <clears throat> in life. Well, we think that's what got us here. And, yeah, you tell the story. At some level, it did. But we don't know what part of that got us here. It was just distraction of it. It's very difficult to tell because think about in technology, how many things that somebody was about to invent, but someone invented something else, which x this. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, so like, uh, so there was stepping stones pulled out, but yeah, well, that's what we realized. We don't live in a linear perspective. We're compounding it. We live, but we experience it linear. So I'm not discarding that as a concept, but it is. But it just seems like things are getting more... Um, malleable in time and space, at least for me. What do you think? Do you think it's so that we've got this quantum world that we're we're a part of, but we experience stuff as limited um, or experience or linear. something as, excuse me, linear. Yeah. With that experience being linear, that's more the the process of the, yeah. the senses, the feeling, the, yeah. you know, what's going on. So uh, I don't know. How do you, how do you kind of look at that? I, I love it because I would not want to, just hear the first note to stay away to heaven. I want to hear the whole song. I would not just want to look at my meal and be like, oh, where'd that go? I don't want to, well, I, I almost said I want to click my heels and be in Hawaii. I would love to click my heels and be in Hawaii, actually, because mm-hmm. um, the plane ride. But nonetheless, you know, years ago, you know, now, you know, to get to Hawaii years ago, you had to take a boat. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a lot faster. So there always seems to be the natural ability to do path, go in the path of least resistance. But it, to what to what extent do we actually take away the experience? All right. So that's what I'm talking about. I don't want to take away the experience of eating a great meal. I don't want to take away the experience of listening to a beautiful song and just say, okay, boom, that's it. One note, bam, that was the whole song, you know? So right now, the way I'm built, the way I'm, the frequency I'm at, yes, listening to the whole song. Um, and if there was a time in human history where we're at a higher frequency, higher level, we could experience everything at once, I'm sure I'll enjoy that. But I'm not looking forward to that. I'm not looking down at where I'm at. That is another problem people suffer. They think they should be somewhere else than they are. And if they fully allow what's happening, all of a sudden, bam, their universe expands. It does. Like, well, we should be in a better place. Based off of what? Explain that to me. No one could ever explain that. Yeah, less suffering. But you don't have to suffer now. You're choosing to suffer the way you look at it. And I'm not saying it's a bad choice, you know, but... It, you can, you know, because there is peace on this earth at this moment, and there's also wars on this earth. At this moment. Yeah, at this moment. It's If you're trying to get everything into peace, well, the problem with that is what your idea of peace and what somebody else's idea of peace is different. You're going to be arguing over that. What's the best movie? Well, that's not something to argue over. It's just ridiculous. Make the movie you like to make and, and allow the others to make what they like. Mm-hmm. You know? And that adds variety. How do we um, start from this zero point? How do we how do we create from this zero point? What are some uh, some methods that you use? What I like to do is um, anywhere you're at, you could do this driving, um, at work, you know, where you're in the middle of something. Um, a lot of times when people feel tired, I tell them that just feel energy in your body. Just give your attention to your your body, not your head. Your brain is just to actually, it's a computer, if you will. And again, it's a concept and how the body is. But the body tells us what's going on. So when you close your eyes or keep your eyes, I, I tell people close your eyes at first because you take uh, the visual out and then you just feel sensations in your body. Can you feel your foot? Yes. Can I feel my hand? I feel it vibrating. All of a sudden, I just I start to feel calm. And I can do that with my eyes open. I don't have to look at my foot to know it's there. All of a sudden, when I'm bringing that energy, so I tell people, and visualize energy coming in through your head or your heart, but you're, you are energy. But I'm just using it as a visual, like water falling, like a waterfall entering into your head or a hose coming into your heart. And when you do that, all of a sudden, you can sense a feeling of energy. Um, like when I'm working out, I do that. Like when I feel like I'm starting to get tired, I feel energy come into my head and all of a sudden I don't get tired. It's it's weird. But I use that that imaginary vision in order to amplify my energy. So what was making me tired? Well, I've been hitting the bag for two minutes and or I'm getting bored of hitting the bag. The thinking makes me tired. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I get caught up. So anyone knows this, you play a song and you're working out or doing something. Well, the song keeps the frequency of vibration in your body and you forgot you were doing this workout. I'm like, damn, I just did this for this long and the song was, <laughs> you know, it was um, 
Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a long song. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, without the song, I could have only done it for a minute, but now I did it for eight minutes plus or whatever the song length is. Um, it gets you caught up in it. But you can be your own source. You are your own source of energy. So yeah, just sit down just for a minute. Close your eyes and feel the sensations in your body. That is energy. It's infinite energy. Now, if you need to imagine it coming from some ray of light or um, some other source coming into you, do that. And all of a sudden, you start to feel more energized. It's like, wow. That's the way. That's the feeling of peace. And that's what I do. That's what I do now. Maybe some other point I'll be doing something else. Because that... How close can I get to the zero point? I can't explain it. It's like just like but I you cannot... can feel it. Yes, well, that that's the biggest thing, and that's what I I yeah. I, I promise you, everyone listening, you can feel it. What we <laughs> it's, it's already very, have, yeah, it's very difficult to, to put into words or to try to describe or say it's this or it's that yeah, it's because like, as soon as you label something, yeah. you've created something. I and dare, this is something yeah. beyond before creation. This is where it comes from yeah i dare someone to write an essay on why pizza tastes good and if you do a really good job we'll have you on the show explaining it <laughs> <laughs> but when you eat pizza you just know you just and and if the, and if someone writes an essay on how they hate pizza i don't i don't you, you don't belong on this planet <laughs> <laughs> you're, the, you're the only one that, the feels only that one, way. Yeah, you might want to keep that to yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah but, but that's that's what but this th- zero point is yeah it's, it, it's coming from it's, this it's it, it's honestly a feeling of wholeness is a, a big way is how i would describe it like um anytime i try to you know um, start it start something new or whatever you know uh, my day you know to to start my day i try to start from a place of wholeness because when when you can start from wholeness it's easier to carry that through the day. And I like how you brought that up, Frank, you know, carrying this through the day. Yeah. It's, it does not just stop once you uh, turn on the light, you know, get up from your meditation and go out into the world. It doesn't have to stop no. there. Other ways to do it, and this is other ways, so other methods of people that are in the world today, um, go onto YouTube and watch uh, videos of kids smiling and mm-hmm. laughing, like like infants, Um cats playing now when you start to feel better know that the video was a permission slip but when you see a child smile and start laughing like karen showed me a video the other day about this kid he was born deaf Mm -hmm. and then for the first time they outfitted him with um hearing aids and the mom started talking and the kid's face for hearing his mom's voice was i don't know how old the child was but it was an infant infant so it must have been a couple months old but it was the first time I heard the mom's voice and the look on this kid's face was amazing. That's zero point. That's exactly what we're talking about. But realize you allowed yourself to go there by watching this child's face just light up and like, oh my God, like the expression of it. The kid couldn't speak a word, but you knew exactly what the kid was thinking. That's zero point. That's where we're all connected watching cats so if you don't want to sit down and close your eyes and think yeah watch some video don't get don't get lost in them but and don't give them they're just permission slips but they can bring that feeling back and then you become the cat you become the child wink to the world give your love out there express yourself like that and get to a point where people are looking at you and just look on your face and they're 
smiling back. We are that. We can be that. It's possible. One other thing that I do want to mention to those listening is you deserve to feel and to be uh, and to come from this zero point. You, um, there's nothing you have to do in order to, uh, at least for me on my journey, a lot of it was trying to, you know, push past this, you know, I'm not worthy to feel this. I haven't earned enough to feel this. I haven't done enough. I haven't accomplished enough. That, that was a big conditioning, uh, level of conditioning that I had to overcome, which is there is you, you are so, so in the perfect spot to allow yourself to feel this. It's not even funny. It, there is nothing that you need to accomplish or do or forgive or any anything. You can access this at any given point, but it's it's allowing yourself to. And a lot of us have these ideas in our head that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not uh, worthy enough. You know, we don't have enough money saved. We don't have enough, um, you know, uh, uh, clout at work, or we're not in the position that we want to be. Whatever, whatever it may be. Those things don't matter. <laughs> Those are third dimensional, this plane, this out outside reality factors. They have nothing to do with where you can start and come from. And so I know that that was something I needed to work through when I allowed myself to access the zero point, which is I'm allowed to do this. I'm worthy to do this. This is, this is my birthright. Yeah. And a couple other practical things to do in the world in which we're living in. <clears throat> Whenever you can, try to take your cell phone, put it away. Even if it's for an hour or if it's a day off, try to do it for half a day. Or just do it at a rate to where you're comfortable, but yet it's slightly uncomfortable. And um, like when I was at... Uh, Echelon? No. Oh, Echelon too there, but that was a weekend. But when I was at Rupert for a week, I kept my phone the whole time in the room. I called Karen um, in the evening, mm-hmm. and that was it. Um, now, again, I'm from a generation where the cell phone was never tied to me. It came in later on, so it was probably easy for me to do that. Um, it was very easy for me to do that. I didn't look at, um, I think I looked at my emails once in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens is I noticed a calmness, nothing pulling at me, but the reason I'm bringing this up is actually things actually worked out in my favor due to work. Um, somebody came, uh, when I got home, someone offered me a, um, um, an adventure, um, like a something to invest in. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was a really good deal, and I just thought, okay, let's do it. And it worked out really well. I didn't have to, it came to me. So the more we look at babies laughing, the more we look at um, cats, the more we sit on a park bench. No, you're not wasting your time, and you don't have to figure it out. Things start to show up. When you sit at the bus stop, the bus will come. You just have to trust it. So we're not saying to do this so you can go work the 90-hour week. We're saying do this so you don't have to work the 90-hour week. It will start to present itself. So you might go from 90 to uh, 60 hours and, and eventually you know, without the, the deference of the money. These things are practical. So, And then we get really good at it. You, you only, you know, again, is it, is it effort to eat pizza? No. Well, unless you're in a pizza contest eating. But um, <laughs> but if you're hungry, it's effortless, but it's still action-oriented aspect. you got to eat it. Um, so when we start to do things like we were children, it was effortless to go to the playground. It was effortless to go across the monkey bars because 
it, we weren't trying to get something out of it. Stop trying to get something out of it and watch comes your way. So I, I, um, I challenge you, challenge people out there to just do it a little bit. Just do it one day a week or a couple hours and, and see how that works out. And then see what, don't look for it. But see what happens afterwards. That's how I personally started with what is how you're saying it, which is, all right, just for today, I'm going to allow myself no, you know, uh, no tug of the mind, no, no pull, yeah. you know, no, ugh, the, this, this should have happened this way. I'm, I'm going to allow myself that peace. And, and it starts in these little increments. Yeah, and and then you, you trust yeah. it more and more. Yeah. And if you have to go to the park or go to a movie to, to help you distract it, when you go to the movie, you realize nothing was pulling on me. But don't give don't give the excuse to the movie. <clears throat> it was you allowing it. So the movie helped, right? It was something that gave you gave you focus. So as you get better at this over time, life just becomes easier. Things start to come to you because everything actually is coming to you. But when you're chasing it, you're actually evading it because it's everything is meant to come to you. But you're outwardly chasing it, so you're essentially pushing it away. Just like the magnets. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's two sides of a magnet. There's one that's attracting and there's one that's repelling. When you're moving out and forcing something, it's repelling. But grabbing a slice of pizza is is not repelling. That's that's a, a seamless act. Like, you know, people are probably tired of hearing me say pizza. But um It's honestly Yeah, a good and I get the point. Yeah. So whatever it is you can use to do that and watch and like with all my clients who I work with I first start them out like the first time I talk with them, even when I do the um, just the, the consultation, the 30, 30 minute free consultation, I give them something to go off with. And then when I get 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 together with like a week later, if they choose to, uh, you know, use me, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the first thing I ask me, like, did you notice any synchronicities? And like, what? Because I didn't mention the synchronicity to them. So it's like, and then they would tell me stories and they're like, I don't know if this is synchronicity. I'm like, yeah, that's synchronicity. So the more you allow and the more you lower your brainwaves, the more you feel more relaxed, more synchronicity happens. Synchronicity is always for happening. But again, the bus is always going to the bus stop. If I scour the neighborhood for the bus, I'm missing the point in where the bus shows up. So by doing this, you actually could see what we call synchronicity, how things are working towards you, for you, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. So... And then all of a sudden, like, wow, I never looked at that one. I'm like, yeah. So the, the greater you get that, you realize things come to you. Yeah. Someone emailed me and said, I got this great uh, deal. You want to do it? I had to respond. I had to get into it. I had to, you know, forward them the money. Those were easy transactions for me to do because I know it's going to work to whatever point. And I look at it. It's fun. It wasn't like I put, put all my money on there. I put a mound. If it, if it disappears, so what? Mm-hmm. But... You know, it was just the fact that it showed up in a synchronistic way gives me homage to say, this is going to work out. Whatever way it needs to work out, I don't hold value to what's going to happen. Once I gave the money, I don't think about it. I leave it. Because yeah, it happens to me a couple of times. I, I invested one money in something years ago, and I completely forgot about it. And then my cousin sends me a check, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this investment. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about it. It was just kind of funny. And it just showed up. People are like, yeah, invested. Well, yeah, everything can be explained at some level. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking about it. I forgot about it. Maybe in the beginning when I did it, I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Oh, I'm getting married. Oh, I got no time to think about that. Mm-hmm. Then I got distracted and everything. Next thing you know, years later, I'm like, holy cow. This this little amount made into this big amount. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But I forgot about it. You know, it's the That's brilliant. The, those yeah. are the fun That's stories. The best part. So by doing what Mike and I are suggesting, we'll amplify your life's experience. It's not just taking a knee, if you will. Like taking a knee in boxing is just delaying the fight. No, we're not delaying the fight. We're amplifying it by this way. And that's that's the thing. A lot of, you know, oh, is this just putting your head in the sand? Oh, is this you just, you know, not caring? No, 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 no. These are the ways that the thinking mind, the ego mind, the self-identity mind tricks us into us thinking that we're not allowed to feel this space, yeah. that we're not allowed to have this space, that we're not allowed, you know, the privilege, you know, to feel this way, Yeah, you know? Does the uh, multimillionaire wake up, you know, in the morning saying, you know, I'm a multimillionaire, affirmations, all. They all know. That. They no. know. That. Just like you know you're a human being when you wake up. Correct. Or yeah. just like you know you have problems yeah. when you wake up and you're surprised that you have problems. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the slightest change in perception that changes everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And so just give yourself a little bit of space to say, all right. You know, I'm going to try this for this afternoon. You don't even have to do a full day. You know, just this morning, whatever. For this morning, you know, I'm going to allow myself uh, this piece. I I don't need to um, think um, uh, over and over. I don't need to um, do. I don't need to go outside of me. There's nothing I need to um, go out there and do in order to get to the next step. And I think you'll be very surprised by what situations happen, what synchronicities happen, what doors uh, open, what opportunities are presented to you. And you're like, all along, that this has been around me all along. And I've been making this hard. Yeah. You know, I've been, I'm the, I've been the one holding myself down. Yeah. I remember that feeling. Yeah. So me and Mike, we've never done this before, so we're going to give you an assignment um, to go and do this. Just take a day or a couple hours and start to uh, work this into your um, repertoire of activities. Mm-hmm. And then um, if you want to share, please text us, I mean, uh, email us, and uh, you know we'll get that at uh, perspectiveshift2020 at gmail.com. Yep. And then if you, also, too, if you're willing to come on the show and actually talk about it. Because we're, we're looking at ourselves as a community, and we're all growing together. It's not me and Mike are um, experts in this. By any means, we're not. Everyone's an expert. It's just my expertise of explaining it is different than Mike's. And then to you guys out there listening, it's just different. We're all in the same. We're all, we all come from the same I am. We're only ex- we're only yeah. the expert of our own experience. Yeah, That's even, the even thing. that Karen thinks I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, hey, thanks for uh, tuning in today. Um, we thanks had a lot of fun uh, talking about this stuff. And again, if you have any uh, person that you want us to cover, or if you have a great story that you want to share with the world, uh, yeah, just email us again at uh, Perspective Shift uh, twenty twenty at gmail dot com. I uh, want to leave one thing before we end this, and this was shared to me, or I, this is what I I forgot. It was that Sunny Sharma gentleman that I was listening to last week, but he was he made this comment like, if you if you knew on the other side of the noise, um, was God, was your God, you know, and that God could speak to you, would you ever ever let anything stop that? Uh, the, would would you let any level of noise get in the way, or would you know that in the silence God speaks to you? 
would you would you allow yourself to become silent and of course everybody would say absolutely you know find that silence go go deep find that silence within you allow yourself to speak to you and um, you, you'll be uh, really impressed what happens yeah all right thanks for joining us guys you got it we'll see you much next much love week. bye